And good afternoon, everybody. Thank you for being here. Uh, we are today going to discuss coaching and feedback. This is, is a discussion that's going along with our Coaching and Feedback Foundational Leader curriculum. And we're going to hear from three of our esteemed leaders this afternoon. They are an average opportunity to share their, their experience and their wisdom with us. Uh, I really appreciate you guys taking time to do this. Um, and I appreciate everybody that's tuning in to hear about this. Uh, this is being recorded. So afterwards, I'll send out links to the recording and I'll set it up to where you can go back and watch the video stream. I've also got a podcast feed set up where you can listen to it audio later on if you want to. So anybody that isn't able to make it today, you'll be able to forward those links along to them and they'll, they'll be able to catch up and hear what uh, golden nuggets of wisdom they missed. So uh while we're doing the discussion for the first part of this call here i'll i'll moderate this um when i get done with that i'll open it up for questions from anybody that's attending so at that point you can drop questions into the chat and i'll keep an eye on that and i can relay those or you can just unmute yourself pipe in if you want to do use the little hand raise icon i can work through the queue that way so um later on we'll let everybody get all your questions in so make, take notes along the way if there's anything you want to ask about later so. Uh, first thing that I want to get into today is introductions. So let's hear who you guys are. Um, so tell us who you are, what your role is, a little bit about your background and your tenure with Rush. Scott, you want to kick us off? Sure. My name's Scott Anderson, and uh, I'm a senior vice president with Rush Enterprise. Uh, I've been here for 18 years, and my background prior to coming to Rush was 25 years in uh, finance and banking, both domestically in the U.S. and international. Great. Trey? Hello, guys. My name is Trey Gonzalez. I've been with Rush. Uh, actually, this is my 20th year. Uh, started in Austin, Texas. Uh, made my way to Vegas, Oklahoma City, and now here in Houston as the uh, Southeast Texas Regional. Uh, my background is parts. Uh, I love parts, uh, but I'm learning to have to love everything else that goes along with the with the dealership. So. <laughs> and Michael? Hi, good afternoon. I'm Michael Warren. Um, I'm the regional general manager for our new to Rush uh, Mid-South region in Arkansas and Memphis. Um, I guess I'm the rookie. I've been with Rush, um, just had my 11th anniversary. Um, I had spent the prior, I've been here for nine months in this region. Um, you know, the prior 10 plus years I was in Georgia where I was a regional parts manager. I like Trey, that's where my uh, biggest Rush background was. Uh, responsible for the parts operations there. And then I was a GM for a few years up in uh, over a couple of stores in uh, North Georgia. Then I was a district general manager responsible for our stores in South Georgia. So that's me. All right. Well, I, again, appreciate you guys being here. Um, a lot of experience uh, in the room, both within the company and, and in the industry at large. So Look forward to hearing what you guys have to say on this. Uh, so what I'm going to do is for the first set of questions, I'm going to focus a little bit more on coaching. Then I'll switch over to feedback. There's obviously some crossover there, but I'll kind of direct the questions that way. So uh, first question I'm going to launch out there is if you guys could think about coaching from the perspective of you being a coachee as opposed to a coacher, we'll start there. So can you give examples of times that you have benefited from coaching? Um, someone helped you along through coaching and what did they do that was helpful to you? Um, anybody want to kick that one off? Yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to, uh, Miles, sure. Scott Anderson, but, you know, I was fortunate at an early stage in my career. I happen to have, I'd probably say more of a mentor rather than a coach, but to me, it acted the same way. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I think the things that I remember most was just this, it was like a frequent basis, say once a month, there was a touch base. 
and it was just uh, checking in with you to find out how you were moving along. And and it was a, a person that was available for any sort of odd questions in between those touch base periods on, on a monthly basis. And and that mm-hmm. gave me confidence in what I was trying to what I was trying to do and where I was trying to go from an early state. Uh, after a while, that coach or mentor kind of bleeded away, but at least you knew kind of the, the, the early steps to try and get yourself going along the path. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a lot of uh, when coaching is really helpful is at the beginning when people don't know what necessarily what questions to ask to have somebody that there that's available to to kind of help you get going. So, uh, Trey, Michael, do you all have any experiences you can share? Well, I guess from my perspective, I remember being coached on um, an effective session early in my career where I really expected and I wasn't performing to the level that I should have been. I was uh, um, early in my career as a manager, and I remember um, being sat down, and uh, you know the conversation was being had, and we talked through, hey, I need you to stop doing this, start doing that, and, and, and to summarize it, you know, I walked away feeling, you know, good about myself, refreshed, you know, had some clear understanding of, hey, really what was needed of me to, uh, uh, you know, where I could improve. And then I thought about it later and said, you know what? I technically just got my butt chewed here, but man, it, it felt good, right? Because I, I, I realized that I was truly coached in a very professional way, but also left mm-hmm. me motivated to to improve. So that 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 has did a profound effect on me. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, it, that's one thing we're going to get into later is you know being able to give corrective feedback, move people along without without cutting their legs out from under them. <laughs> so. Uh, Trey, did you have anything to share on this one? Yeah, Miles, I'm going to piggyback on Michael. You know, I, I was in a very similar situation where, you know, early in my career, you know, young and dumb, right? You, you know everything. Nobody knows anything uh, more than you do. And, and you know, at the end of the day, uh, to, to be able to have those people that cared enough to stop me and, and bring me in, sit me down and say, hey, listen, you know, they started they started with the positive side of things, which is what I think a very effective coach does. You know, hey, this is what you're really, really good at. But, hey, this is what you can be a little bit better at. It never came across in a negative connotation whatsoever. And so I, I kind of model my approach when coaching and, and having those conversations with my people. I, I you know, I, I became a product of my environment. Right. And so uh, there's so many benefits to taking that approach. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, that person literally single handedly uh, gave me the best opportunity to get to the place that I am today. Yeah, it's pretty uncommon to hear somebody that's been successful that doesn't have somebody that helped them along the way, you know, and then and then eventually you end up being able to be that person for somebody else. You know, you end up being from the, the you know, the, the the student surpasses the teacher type thing. So uh, that was that gets into the next thing I was going to ask about is what approach you use. So, if Trey, you just want to continue your thoughts there. You know, you kind of talk about, um, you know, somebody empowering you to help you move forward. Yeah, you know, you you. Uh... I'm not going to call it a model, obviously, because then it would be very scripted, right? But my approach yeah. is, is being very optimistic and being very positive uh, when I talk to somebody, right? You know, at the end of the day, uh, you, they don't necessarily have to get have the feeling that something bad has taken place, right? It, mm-hmm. You know, coaching comes in all in all types of forms, and so I try to um, lean on the side of optimism, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. I believe that reality will always take care of itself, but optimism mm-hmm. gives reality a chance to change, right? And so. Uh, I, I try to be very positive, very optimistic, and I try to, to highlight the things that that are very positive. Um, and then and then that allows me to get the employees guard down 
and then allows mm -hmm. me to segue into into having a more meaningful conversation on areas that that, that actually need to be addressed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it doesn't exactly sound like breaking new ground when you say you, that you try to be positive. You know, everybody, you know, that's everybody hears that all the time. But it's really easy to forget, you know, the, the stuff that somebody's doing wrong is what jumps out. But, you know, I think there have been plenty of times in my career personally when I'm not getting positive feedback. And then I wonder, wait, which things am I doing wrong? Which things am I doing right? So if you don't take the time to go tell people, yes, you're doing this right, they may not know that. So it's important to keep that in mind. So, so good. Yeah, I appreciate that answer. Way to, way to kick this off. Um, Michael, did you have anything on this? What approach do you use? Well, for me, what I've found the most effective after you know skinning knees and elbows throughout my career <laughs> and uh, maturing, if you will, was really beginning conversations by making it as natural as possible. And you know, so, if you think about it, when you're trying to give an employee some coaching and some feedback, it's usually you're talking about some type of corrective action or a goal that you're trying to get to together, right? And <clears throat> What I have found to be really effective is to, you know, lead the conversation off maybe and from an off topic, off topic item or something maybe loosely related and then naturally work it into your conversation. And what I've seen happens there, the employee's guard starts to come down, you know, rather quickly, as a matter of fact. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, now you're in a conversation versus what be what could be perceived as kind of a one way directive or, hey, I need you to do this or stop doing that. And it's it, it, it eliminates that one way talk or directive, if you will, and in, in your you're you're having a conversation, you're making a conversation. Mm -hmm. And and instead of you know running a play, if you will, you know, sticking with the coaching mentality here, you know, you're you're talking through it and you'll get the the employee will give, you know, their walls will come down. They start um uh, uh you know the conversation kind of envelops and 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 flowers if you will and now you're you know you're into the the meat and um I've, i found that to be the most effective by just literally trying to make it as natural as possible mm -hmm. yeah you, if it's not two-way then it's not coaching <laughs> you know you yeah you have to have the other person involved so yep. that, and that's that's when you kind of move from some of the science into some of the art you know trying to because everybody's different you know figuring out what's going to get them to open up yeah yeah good good appreciate that um scott do you have anything to add on this yeah, I'd probably just, I think those two points were very good. I'd <clears throat> probably add, you know, sometimes you need to start by being a little more reflective. And mm -hmm. what you're really trying to do there is to say, how do you think you did? And 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 get get some engagement from from the resource you're, you're coaching or interacting with and and probably use a, a, a lot more questions in the process. So you're trying to elicit how they feel they're doing. So then you can actually say, well, did you take this into consideration and how do you think this impacted what you were trying to achieve or how you did, et cetera? So you can mm -hmm. kind of use a, a reflective approach and, a, approach and more questioning in the process. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, when the person's suggesting, you know, I, this is something I'd like to work on, you know, then they have a lot more ownership over it as opposed to you saying, have a seat. Let me tell you some stuff, you know, uh, yeah, right. again, getting into the, the two way and the exchange there. So. Um, so next question I want to ask, still in the coaching realm, is um, what, and y'all have kind of touched on this um, in terms of your experiences, but, uh, you know, tips, tricks, what have you found to be effective when you're, when you're dealing with somebody? Is there is any, anything that you've found that's, that's sort of in your bag of tricks when you're, when you're coaching someone? You know, I, if I can start, I, I, I no. might, I might be asking the resource that you're interacting with. You know, what sort of inputs are you considering? What data points um, that you're taking into consideration? You know, what other subjects or, or items are you thinking? So, 
you know, what you're trying to do is make sure that they're taking all the right you know points of consideration into into their uh, intake mechanism, so to speak. So as you shape your thinking on on how you're reacting to this, what did you consider? Because sometimes you end up with a miss there where they haven't taken certain things into consideration. And, and you mm-hmm. want to say, well, have you thought about that? And should you, you know, consider these aspects? So you get kind of a holistic sort of an approach to what you're trying to coach for an outcome. Mm-hmm. Kind of help with, with providing an outside perspective, you know, stuff that they're not necessarily going to be able to see themselves. Good. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. Like I said, I know you guys already kind of touched on this in the previous answer, but a- anything to add to this, uh, Trey, Michael? No. I'm going to add one thing, Miles. Um, sure. You got to do your pre-work. Mm, you have yeah. to you have to have the why to the what. You're about to sit somebody down. Emotions are high, right? You've got to let your emotions settle. They have to subside, and then you have to go in there with good hard facts. Um, too many times I see uh, where it's it, he said, she said, they said. You didn't get your stuff together, and then it ends up being um, well. You end up getting coached, right? And there's mm. been plenty of times where I've been coached. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, when I'm when I'm when I'm delivering a positive message, I, I drive a lot of emotion behind it because I want it to be felt. When it's not so positive, I try to subside and, and I try to remove all the uh, emotion out of it, so I can make sure mm-hmm. that the that the that the receipt you know the recipient understands that this is probably a, a more serious conversation. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but it's also backed with facts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people tend to match where you're at, you know. So if you come at it, you know, at 11, they're probably going to be at 11 too, and you, that's not necessarily where you want them, depending on what you're talking about. Good. Um, so what? Uh, in, in thinking about coaching and in, in your experience, what mistakes do you see people make when they're trying to coach, or you know, if you want to volunteer, what mistakes have you made when you've been trying to coach people? Um, I, I can take or start that if you like. I would sure. say um, lack of patience, right? We're mm. trying to get to the end result too quickly without getting buy-in and people understanding the why of the situation that you're trying to coach them through. Mm-hmm. And uh, I myself have been guilty of that uh, at times where you're trying to get to the end result, the clock is ticking, the month's moving along or or, or, or whatever that barrier is or the time frame you're trying to achieve. And, um, and you end up defaulting of, you know what, look, this is just how it's got to be, right? And then you're, you're, you're regressing and going backwards. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, I would say about having patience through it and getting the, 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 the employee, the person that you're working with to understand the reasoning, understand the why, and, you know, getting that buy-in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that's, it's good to hear you say that because, you know, I, w- I would tell my kids all the time, you know, here, go do this, you know, to do this to be more responsible. And the next day they, they still weren't doing it. And I thought was, that was me. <laughs> so um, uh, what about you guys? Anything to add on that? Well, you know, I think just maybe layering on top of that is, you know, a lot of us have, have come from a what I'd call more of a command and control sort of style management you know, scenario that we've all worked within. And, and it's always a one way sort of an instructional or demanding sort of a, a tone in that. And I think I think that fails in most regards. And and so the, the, then you're putting the the employer, or the person you're trying to coach at a defensive posture. And you don't want that because mm-hmm. the only thing they can do at that point in time is just agree and try and diffuse what seems to be just, you know, something coming at them rather than any sort of a, a beneficial dialogue that you can have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Trey, anything to add there? You know, one of the biggest mistakes I've made is trying to get them to see it the way I see it, right? Mm. It's, it's It went from a coaching session until like, you know, like Scott alluded. Now it's a, hey, this is what it needs to be, uh, whether you like it or not, you know, and now we're moving on, right? Uh, you, you can't you can't do that. 
And, uh, and, and the other thing as well that really stuck with me, and I've tried to do this before too, this is the emotional side of me that tries to take over. You can't fix people. You're not there to fix the person. You're, you're there to fix the end result of what you're trying to accomplish, right? Yes, you have to dive into the individual, but you have to be very mindful of the fact that you're not there to fix the person. When you try to fix the person, boy, it ends in disaster more, more times than not. Mm-hmm. And I've had, I've yeah. had my fair share of disasters. Yeah, that that, kind of goes back to what you're saying in terms of your pre-work, you know, to have your facts straight, you know, um, and and not raising the emotion, you know, being objective. And and that's it's real easy, you know, and I've been in this position, too. uh, You know, it's really easy to to get into the person, you know, to to lose track and 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 to lose focus on the end result. So that's that's a good good tip as well. So uh, can any of y'all share some of the success stories that you've had where you've coached somebody and you've seen them really develop and seen them grow as a result of your guidance? You know, I, I probably, Miles, if I can start with that is I think when you've got maybe it's an item or an issue or or something that's come to somebody and you've shared the point. Now you're going to go sit down with that resource to say, hey, we've got to do something about the point. I think when you see successes, when that resource anticipates what you would have done and has already taken action to put that into place. So when you sit down, you say, oh, I've already looked at that and here's what I recommend we do. And I think that's when when you start to, you know, take into consideration that the coaching and the impact you've had on the individual is actually taking foot and hold. Mm, yeah, good, good, yeah. Um, you know, with sort of a teach a man to fish type of thing where they they, they start being able to do it for themselves, yeah. Yep. Uh, what, yeah, what about you guys, Trey, Michael? Um, you know, I'll say it. Uh, you know, there's a few folks on this call uh, that are listening in, um, obviously, because everybody's, you know, some are listening to Scott, some, are my, you know, Michael, but a lot of the, the individuals on this call are my students, right? And and at the end of the day, uh, if they didn't want to hear me talk, they wouldn't be on this call right now. And so <laughs> that's a success story in itself, right? Yeah. And, uh, it, you know, from turning people around to employee retention, uh, to people uh, being the best version of themselves, I mean, most times we, we don't give that person a fair shake at being the best version of themselves. We, 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 we cut them off short, right? We don't give them that chance. And so, I mean, I could tell you countless of success stories. We all can. Um, we have all impacted somebody in a very positive way, um, whether it was five, 10 years ago, whether it was five, 10 minutes ago. And, and, it, and it's, uh, it's obvious with the people that, that are around us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's you know, people want to hear what you have to say because you know you're you've, you've got you've experience, you've got wisdom to share, and you're you're able to share it in a way that that's helpful for people. That's that that's really. I used to be I was a teacher for a long time, so you know the rare occasions when I actually got through to people. That's you know that's that's kind of what it feels like. So, Michael, what about you? Um, I guess experience when you see somebody experience the full buy-in, you know that maybe have started yeah. from a think of you know. Think of who we are as a company. We're a very KPI-driven organization, and you know it takes a lot of planning and it takes a lot of discipline and focus to to achieve, you know, the greatness that you know, quite frankly, that we advertise. And it's very, very hard to do. And sometimes people get so blocked on the, you know, the end result, and it looks like Mount Everest, and they can't get there. <clears throat> And we're, I've seen some success, you know, in, in, in particular instances of, of uh, you look at what we advertise to our customers of where we're going to um, check in their truck and we're going to uh, get back to them. You know, we're going to punch in the truck within two hours. You're going to get back to them with, within four with the initial 
feedback of, hey, this is what your health report said or whatever, you call it initial diagnostics. And I remember having a service manager on my team is like, there's no way it can get done. I mean, just was not bought in whatsoever, was very much focused on the, um, you know, how hard it was going to be and the stress it would put on the team. Make a very long story short, you know, we literally sat down and whiteboarded and, you know, just said, well, if this is what good looks like and if this is what we're trying to convey to our customers and this is what's going to separate us from our competition, how can we get there? So what are your some, some of your ideas? And lo and behold, after literally a two hour session with um, with that service manager and he had a, a couple advisors in the room, we really mapped out, you know, a successful plan of what we ultimately call the life of an RO. And to watch them because it became theirs, right? You know, that I was there to just help coach and guide, if you will, kind of think of an offensive coordinator to to try to help them, you know, create, you know, something that would um, uh, would help the customer, help our customers and help our business and to see them buy into it. And then it became theirs and they took full ownership. You know, that was um, really good to see. And that was a success story on their part of, you know, taking it and running with it. Yeah, yeah, that's really powerful to 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 hear. I mean, obviously, it took some time, but but my goodness, the <laughs> the the benefit Absolutely. that you got for that investment that's that's yeah. incredible. So, all right, shifting uh, uh, shifting gears just a little bit to fo- to focus more on the feedback aspect of this now. Um, so, a couple of questions I'm going to kind of pair to get together here. So, in terms of feedback, how do you balance corrective feedback with also positive feedback, and how do you deliver corrective feedback? Without uh, making somebody feel disempowered, without cutting their legs out from under them, how do you how do you be empowering while also steering somebody away from something? That's a good one, Miles. Um, and I'll, I'll I'll start it. Um, sure. You, you got you got two lanes that we're that we're going down right here, right? You got corrective feedback and you got positive feedback. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I try not to I try not to change lanes along the way. I try to stay on one side of the highway. You know, talk about the corrective side of things first, and then and then I try to shift. I try to shift lanes after that, and then stay on on the other lane, right? Um, you know, that that has worked for me. Uh, I'm not saying it's worked every single time, but that has worked for me more times than not. You know, mm-hmm. as it pertains to corrective feedback without crushing someone's self confidence, I can tell you right now, uh, that is from trust. Uh, if you're having a conversation with somebody, um, how they receive it is going to be based off the trust that they have for you, because mm-hmm. either they're going, either it's going to come across. Uh, as you being that guy, or it's going to be, or it's going to come across as you being that person that really truly cares. And as, at that point, when they know that you truly care and they can trust you, uh, they won't perceive it as as being crushing or as being a blow. They're going to perceive it as being something that's very positive, and and mm-hmm. you you're just wanting them to grow from that. Yeah, yeah, really. That's 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 really insightful. Um, again, you know, doing the the pre work, like you, you can't. There's no magic bullet to just. In, in an isolated situation uh, and deliver this. It's, it's about having built up that relationship uh, beforehand to where you can do that. So, Michael, Scott, anything to add to that? You know, I'd probably just say, you know, your question said, how do you balance? And I think balance is the important word in the question you've asked where what you're trying to do is 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 have enough of the positive pieces that you're sharing. And then you can say, hey, we need to continue to reinforce and do more of that. And when you're talking about, you know, the the corrective side of it, you're saying we need to do less of this and have you considered this and and just mm-hmm. making sure that there's an equal amount of balance rather than just a one way street in the process. Yeah, the um, the I've seen research that puts a number of five to one on it where you want to have five positive comments for every one negative comment. So 
you know, I, I don't know that you need to all day long go go around and just keep a tally, uh, but that's sort of you know, like a good guide marker to try to make sure that you're you've got enough positive built up where somebody's going to feel good when you when you correct them still. So, Michael, anything to add here? I would just say this. I think you can take it to the, another layer in that like Trey was right about having two lanes, but it's also two way. Right. That mm, yeah. while you're giving corrective feedback and and um, and whether and also positive feedback same time you need to be soliciting and listening right and being a good listener and understanding their um perception right mm -hmm. you know because that can lead to you know mistakes right of, of when you are giving feedback where you, you might be making a quick assumption that the employee is fully aware of what you need them to work on you mm -hmm. know i remember earlier in my career as a manager i stepped all over myself when giving someone uh, some feedback and that they needed to work on their bedside manner with their employees well, it turns out that that employee was completely oblivious to his demeanor and 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 how we spoke with his team. And it made it for a very awkward conversation on my part initially. Mm -hmm. Right. So I had to kind of unwind it, if you will, and, and, and rev it back up. But the you know, it, when you're giving it, you have to remember that you need to have listening ears at the, on at the same mm -hmm. time. Yeah, it's it's awfully easy to fall in the trap of sort of assuming that you communicated something a certain way, <laughs> and 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 not not double checking and not making sure that you're that you're coming across the way that you think you are. Yeah. So uh, I, I saw a statistic one time. I think like 88% of structural problems or systemic problems were traced back to communication, um, which you know that kind of speaks to that. So, all right. Um, uh, next question, still keeping it in the feedback realm here. Um, what, you know, I asked you earlier about when has coaching been helpful to you and what was, what, what things did people do to help you? So same thing for feedback. When, what, what helps you when someone's giving you feedback? What help, what, what makes it effective for you? Well, I think, I think go back to the point about being reflective in, in the way you're trying to, to, to share the point with the resource you're coaching, even though it's, not the greatest news and and maybe there's there's times along your path or in, in your career where you could say hey you know what before i found myself in your shoes where i've had a, a particularly you know tough situation and i wasn't performing well and mm -hmm. here's how it worked for me and here's how i got through it etc so you can make the person feel a certain amount of empathy from you as the coach giving the feedback mm, yeah yeah uh trey michael anything to add to that almost got on that one i, I mean yeah. scott could have said it yeah. best Yep. Totally agree. Yeah. Uh, so now to kind of flip this again, same question I asked you for for coaching. What mistakes have you seen, uh, or or if you're willing to volunteer, mistakes that you've made when you're giving feedback? You know, I, I'll I'll kick that one off, and and this is going to be strictly. Um, obviously, we all work for the same company, right? And sometimes we, you know, like I said, you become a product of your environment. We have to be very careful that when we're relaying the message, we're we're communicating. It's coming from us. Not corporate wants this, or so and so said they need you to do mm. this better. It it's coming from the person that's that's delivering the feedback, right? And so, I, I think that that's one of the biggest mistakes I see um, when we're may, we may not be bought in totally as a leader, and mm -hmm. we're relaying the message on behalf of somebody else instead of stopping and just taking ownership of it and delivering it yourself in a way that you feel you need to deliver it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm really glad you mentioned that. That's something that happens all the time. And it's really, really easy to be guilty of. Like I said, I was a teacher for a long time. And it was really easy to say like, oh, central office wants us to do this. And it's that's can be really, really damaging in the long term. Um, even if it seems like you're being on the side of the employee when you're saying that or 
side of the person that you're talking to, that that's that it really just undercuts your credibility in the long term. It undercuts the company's credibility in the long term. But it's also so easy to fall into that trap. So I'm really glad you made that point. Um, Scott, Michael, anything to add to that? Mistakes that yeah, you've seen people make? It's a matter of then saying, hey, take a timeout, take a pause and, and think through it. In other words, I think anybody that you're interacting with and coaching, you know, wants you to be the person that's taken time and thought through and 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 plan that event rather than just react and, and pass it along. Right. So mm-hmm, I think yeah. it's just being able to take a pause for a moment and say, put yourself in their shoes and say, how do you want that delivered? And so you've planned this out rather than just react and, and move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and everybody's different, so different people are going to want to hear things. They're going to they're going to be they're going to be receptive to different types of things. So thinking ahead of time, how do I want to do this? It's going to be effective. That's really important. Yeah. Michael, anything else here? Now I bared my soul earlier when I was talking about <laughs> uh, making a quick assumption that the employee fully understands of the you know yeah. the situation and even work on you know. Right. Yeah. All right. So pulling this together, coaching and feedback as a package. Um, if someone is uncomfortable, this can be uncomfortable at first when you're a leader, giving feedback to people, coaching people, coaching people, giving them guidance. It can be uncomfortable. So if somebody is uncomfortable, I, they're not sure where to start into jumping into these types of conversations and this type of leadership, what advice would you give them? Well, I'll, I'll, I can jump on that one. I would say mm-hmm. this is that, look, number one, be yourself, right? You know, mm-hmm. and, and begin naturally. I talked about it earlier about, you know, just literally having a conversation and, you know, gradually build up to the point of in, in that conversation of the feedback that you're trying to address, right? Mm-hmm. And when you just talk and you're you're soliciting um, information, because that's ultimately what you're doing, because you're trying to you know, drive um, some behavioral change or could be a process change for that matter, right? Um, just be, be natural about it and and, and literally have a, a, a true talk and a conversation with, with the employee. Because, you know, conflict mm-hmm. can be really uncomfortable, right? And taking, and I talked about the why, right? And taking the time to explain that why in a situation that needs to be coached is absolutely critical. And, mm-hmm. you know, I call it a UNA. You have those understanding and then acceptance type um, conversations and you take, you know, leave no stone unturned while you're doing it, but, and have no assumptions so that you're you're clear and that you're you're both speaking on on the same level in terms of understanding of what what's going on um mm. but it you know, conflict can be tough for some people want to go i gotta go deal with this 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 person is not doing what i need them to do um and so that's the advice i would give to them is all right, mm. you know just go sit down and and just talk and have a conversation. And uh, and that usually will knock down those walls and you can start mining information and then put together a solution, that, you know, together. So. Yeah, it kind of goes back to the idea of, of building the groundwork. You know, it's it's not about that moment. It's about everything that's been built up to that point. So you probably don't want to sit down and have your first conversation be, here's a bunch of things that I want you to do. It's, you know, who are you? You know, what, what you know, let's, let's get to know each other, right? So you actually have a relationship to work on. So, all right, Scott, Trey. What advice would you give? You, you know, I think I think, you know, on top of that, I'd probably just say that if you're fortunate enough to actually have a mentor or a coach that's been around you for a while and mm-hmm. you're a little uncomfortable because it's your first time sitting down is I would upstream that to your coach or mentor and say, hey, I'm trying to plan for this session and I want to give it the, the, the due time and planning that it needs and, and, and try and bounce those off of uh, uh, someone that those ideas off of someone that you've actually interacted with as you were the recipient of the coaching. So you can try and seek their wisdom out. So again, 
you've done mm-hmm. an adequate amount of prep and planning. So when it comes down, it comes across genuine. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, Trey, anything else? I'm going to add that, that the um, sometimes that discomfort can come from a place um, where sometimes you might not be prepared to have that conversation. Never mind the experience, um, but you may not be you, you may not have the facts to be able to have that conversation. And so you first you want to make sure that that discomfort's not coming from that. Right. Uh, at the end of the day, once you get that out of the way and you come to the realization that, hey, it's just I just don't have that experience. I'm going to I'm going to uh, add to what Scott said. Uh, there's been numerous times where I've. I've uh, I role played with somebody that I'm comfortable with. And, and I, I um, you know, e- even though, you know, the person, the person knows you and you know, it's very rehearsed, right. It's very scripted. You could still pick up on, on, on body language from, from, mm-hmm. from the receiver. Right. And so uh, there's times that I, I would, I would go through that practice uh, before, uh, before going into the, into the battlefield, if you will. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and to be quite honest with you, um, you know, to be able to, to, to be comfortable um, giving information to, you know, 60 participants, uh, it's just it's it's over a period of time. It's okay to be uncomfortable uh, early on. It's mm-hmm. going to happen. There's nothing wrong with that. So yeah. that's that's kind of my encouragement there. Yeah, yeah. I, th- th- awesome from all three of you guys. Really, really useful. Really helpful stuff here. Um, a- any final thoughts that you want to toss in here before I open this up to the floor? You, you know, I'd probably you know add one thing that you know there, there, there's there's different kinds of coaching you can provide you know one might be a situation at hand or whether it's an event or something that's either going right or going wrong and you're just interacting but there's also coaching and mentoring where people are trying to think about their advancement their career what you know what's the forward path etc and and you know i think that's that that's the the part about incorporating uh, developmental plans into the equation when you're when you have those scenarios in the coaching realm come at you and, and 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 I always like to think of it as, you know, in, encouraging the employee to say, you need to own your development. You don't have to wait for HR or corporate or, you know, something to come at you. You need to be thinking ahead and, and trying to plan your future and take your own steps to try and work your own developmental plan. And then use the coach to say, hey, I'm thinking about, you know, trying to get myself advanced in these. Am I thinking about the right things, et cetera? And I think there's an element of coaching that is more along the lines of developmental rather than just reacting to, you know, the, the item of the day or the issue at the moment, et cetera, that always needs to be thought through here because once you start doing that with employees, they're going to look at you more as a mentor and you need to be prepared to take on that role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there is, I mean, it's, it's, it would all be under the umbrella of coaching, but yeah, there's a difference between here's how you tackle this to here's how you better yourself, you know, and that's, there's, there's a lot of power in, in taking on that mentor role. And like I said earlier, I, I don't think anybody we, that's successful doesn't have somebody that played that role for them, you know, to be able to help them move forward in the long term. So, uh, Trey, Michael, anything to add here? I'll, I'll add that uh, alongside what Scott said, you know, that's the first thing mm-hmm. I thought of. You have to create a path, right? You have to paint mm-hmm. that picture for the employee, right? Where, where, where are we going with all this? And I mean, it's the main reason why we give, why we coach and why we give feedback, right? We, you're here and we want you to get there, right? And so I think that um, we have to be very, uh, very intentional and very strategic when it comes uh, to these sessions, because um, at the end of the day, you're just trying to help them become the best version of themselves. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. And 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 so you got to paint that picture for them. Sometimes they can't paint they can't paint it on their own, right? And uh, I just believe that when you're able to do that, then it's going to be received uh, with open arms, and uh, and you're going to see uh, you're going to see so much benefit from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Michael, anything I, else? Yeah, I would just think also this, you know, of 
remember it's a marathon and, and it's not a sprint sometimes sometimes it feels like we have a sprint every day right and we do have the, 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 those group up on us if you will but it really is a marathon and and and, and all that we do and getting our employees to understand that um and when you're trying to help them get to that next level in either their career or quite frankly in their performance in the lane that they're already in is helping them keep that context mm-hmm. yeah all right well i again really appreciate all you guys uh all, all the stuff you've thrown out here tons of really really useful um uh, perspective uh experience wisdom you guys you guys have been able to share um i'll open this up now to the floor so anybody that has a question you can drop it in the chat and i can relay it or um, you know, if, if there's an opening, just go ahead and un- unmute yourself and, and ask these guys uh, what you want to know. This is always the best part, Miles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Michael, this is Troy Otmer here, Rush Medium Duty. I know the other two guys pretty well, um, but you know I, I want to be honest with you. You were very the, the way you uh, opened up and uh, you were vulnerable about your mistakes, the reflections you have at the end of the day. Michelle and I and Tiffany just had a conference call before this call talking about a variety of things similar to this, and one of the topics we discussed is, you know, are we giving giving the people we're talking to the full attention that they deserve right um are we in the moment with them right are we just going through the motions and i think you said a few things that really alluded to the fact that you know the message wasn't being received maybe you weren't relaying it right and and openly admitting that in front of about 50 or so some odd people that's a that's a big thing and i'm i'm a firm believer in and letting your team and and your peers see that side of you and and it's hard for all of us even myself sometimes to realize hey and trace said it too that you know uh you get you, you get caught in that you become a product of your environment sometimes but at the end of every conversation i i encourage everybody like you mentioned to kind of have some reflection on how did that conversation really go did i get the message out did they hear what i said that i understood what they needed and so on and so on but well done saying that all right. Well, you guys were definitely thorough, so I guess uh, I guess you answered everybody's questions out of time. Um, again, really appreciate you guys. Uh, one of the things I want to point out is that through the kind of the through line through what all three of you guys were talking about the whole time was just the amount of respect that you were showing for um, for the other people, for the people on the other side of the table when you're giving feedback, when you're coaching, um, which I think that probably comes through with the people that you guys work with. Uh, it definitely came through in this conversation, um, and that's that's really powerful. So I appreciate that perspective. Um, just to wrap up here, again, this is being recorded. I'll send links to the recordings afterwards. Also, what I just dropped in the chat was a link to a survey. Uh, anybody that's attended, I'd really appreciate it if you could pop in and uh, answer a couple questions still just take a minute but i do i do look at those and i use those to, to help craft these experiences going forward i'll send that link also in a follow-up oh wait we do have one question here um this uh, this is from mike martin what is the panel's thought on timing of coaching moment how long do you wait to coach or have a sit down good question wow you know that that could be a loaded question right because i think it, yeah. it it varies on what what the situation is right if if you're witnessing uh, behavior, if you will, say from a, uh, a department manager and 
if, if you're in tune in what you, what you try to be as a leader, right, and, and um, watching your department managers and how they interact with their people, how they're managing their business, the customers, et cetera, um, you know, is it a behavioral thing that's systemic that's been going a long time? Is it just a, a moment in time they're having a rough patch that's going on, right? And I think some, it, it really starts with, you got to know your folks. <clears throat> um, and that comes with being engaged with them and, and you know, and diving into the weeds from time to time and you're not just managing from up here right and so i think i think it varies right if it's if if, if you have a, an instance that happens that you need to go have some corrective action hey don't do that again and let me explain to you why can you understand you know the perspective how that looks to the customer or whatever the situation is it's far different than watching someone who's destroying the culture in their warehouse for example right mm -hmm. so i think it it varies and but it, to me, it's it's how how in tune are you with the the said situation? Mm -hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna add a little bit to that, Miles. Um, you know, I think I think that it should be um, addressed immediately. But I think that that being said, uh, you, there should be a path, right? And and so what I mean by that is based off what Michael said, you know, people are watching. Your employees are watching. They want to make sure that you're addressing these things, these issues. But the urgency that you're going to use as you're addressing them with the individual is going to be contingent, like Michael said, off of off of the degree of it. Right. Is it mm -hmm. something? Hey, this, this is a really good employee of mine. He or she kind of slipped up. Let's address it immediately. But let's talk about it. Let's just talk about it. Let's have a conversation. And then you just have to figure out what, what degree you're going to have that conversation in. But I think the timeliness of it, if that's what Mike is, if that's what you're asking, Mike, the timeliness of it. You have to uh, you have to respond sooner than later is is my belief in that. You want to make sure you get in front of these things and so that they don't fester and become bigger bigger issues. Yeah. Scott, anything to add here? No, oh, I mean I'd echo both those those comments. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, last call. Any other questions out there? All right. Well, thank you very much, guys. This was fantastic. Again, appreciate y'all's time. Um, really interesting stuff. Uh, Trey, I think I do want to point out, I think you said earlier, what was it you said? Uh, optimism uh, let's, gives reality a chance to... Yeah, re to, reality will always take care of itself, but optimism gives reality a chance to change. Okay, yeah. yeah. I'm going to print that. Always be optimistic. Of, yeah, I'm going I'm to print that out and put on one of those like uh, one of those rustic things that you hang on the wall in the kitchen. <laughs> if it doesn't work, don't, don't come back at me, okay? okay. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, that's your bet. <laughs> Okay, thank you very much, guys. I really appreciate Thanks, guys. it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Attended. Appreciate your presence here. Thanks. Thank you so much.